0: Secrets to Real Estate Investing, episode 87. Welcome to the Secrets of Real Estate Investing Show, where you'll learn powerful strategies from top experts to take your investments to the next level. Here's your host and expert real estate investor, Holly McCann. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Secrets to Real Estate Investing. I'm really excited to have another lady on the podcast today. I love when females jump into the real estate investing world because it is so Male dominated, but I'm so excited for this um, lady with kind of a different twist and take on you know the avenue she pursued and to have her share her story with you today. So, with that, welcome to the show, Ziana McIntyre. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day, out of your money-making activities you could be doing to share some of your (laughs) wisdom and knowledge with our listeners. Well, why don't you give our listeners a little background on you and your story?
1: Yeah, so I have an Airbnb business, and I started just out of a regular apartment that I was renting, and I just had a spare bedroom, and I started with that, and I started back in 2012, so kind of the wild west of Airbnb back in the day, Um, and yeah, I just started with that, and it was working so well that I decided I would rent both rooms out, and I was going for... one room to the other. And then sometimes I was without a room, so I was staying with friends. Um, And then eventually that kind of turned into renting a few other places and leveraging that, and then eventually buying. And so now I own five properties and I manage another 20 or so for people all over the world.
0: Wow. So it just what was the first spark of interest that even made you think of doing it at the beginning?
1: Yeah, so I had a friend who got laid off and he was living in New York City where kind of everything you hear about at first, you know? And so that was like the end of 2011. And he said, you know, I've been hearing about this Airbnb thing. I just want to go travel, like clear my head, but I can't afford my apartment. So I'm going to just try renting it out and then see how that goes. And so he started doing it and he was like, my goodness, you have to do this. It's so much money. It's great. And so after a year, he made $50,000 on one apartment and I was like, whoa, okay. You know, at the time I was just a student and I was making like minimum wage and, you know, working in a retail shop thinking like there's got to be more than this, you know? Um, so that was real money and it really made me go like, okay, I got to,
0: Change my plan and that was and you were living in boulder colorado when you started and you're still there now right yep okay great that's great to give the context of where you are yeah, well that right. is so cool i mean i love when you hear a success story of someone else and you're like hmm i think i can do that too like that yeah. is so awesome well now i have a question did you finish college
1: Um, So I was in massage school at the time, and I did finish that. And that's actually why it took me so long. You know, he was bugging me about it for about a year. And I just thought, you know, I've got this thing. I'm going to do massage. I'm going to have my own practice. I don't have time to, like, figure out this Airbnb thing. Um, But really, when he told me about that, like significant money. I just said like, okay, well, let me see. Maybe that could just be like a side gig while I'm working on my business. Um, And it ended up becoming my main gig. So you (laughs) you don't know where life's going to go.
0: You don't do any massage
1: now? Not anymore. I closed my practice at the end of November last year and I did it for, I don't know, three years, but it made it so that I had to be in one place and have an office. And I like to travel too much for that. So
0: Oh, cool. I'm a huge fan of massage. I probably get a couple a month. That's like my reward to myself. That's my indulgence. So, so so do you
1: get massages? I do. I try to do like one every other week, but I always say like, when I've made it, I'm getting one every
0: week, you know, you're just like, Oh, so good. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. I know we're sidetracked, but yeah, I was excited to hear about the massage. That's cool. (laughs) Okay. So you, you basically then told us, um, or have you enough about the first deal? And can you tell us a little bit about the numbers, like how the, how much money you were making off of? Was yeah. it instant success or was it a lot of struggle? Did your friend in New York have helpful advice or was it just like too different of a market to not be helpful to you?
1: You know, when I first started in Boulder, um, it was really kind of slow. It was like a new market. Boulder wasn't that big. Airbnb wasn't really well known. So it was really just making like enough to cover my living expenses. But my goal was like, wow, okay, can I just not work? You know, I didn't have to do the retail job I had before. I could just go to school and I could do the Airbnb thing and it was covering my main living expenses. But, um, over time, you know, I've transitioned it. There was a point where I was making like 4 to 6,000 a month for a while and that was really good. And then now I'm up to about 10 to 15,000 a month depending on what month of the year cuz everything's seasonal. So, yeah, I mean, you can make significant money, you can make just basic to live off of. Like there's a whole range depending on how far you want to get into it.
0: That's yeah. cool. And when you say that's what you're making, that's what you're clearing after expenses, right? Not grossing.
1: Uh, Yeah. You know, give yeah. or take, it might be just yeah. a little bit less, but yes. Um, yeah. yeah. I think my highest months were in the 18,000s. So it just depends.
0: Wow. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Gotta love yeah. it. So um, have any, and I said, I know you said you have five units or locations now. Um, have any, like, why don't you tell us about your worst one, even if it's still a good performer? And have you ever started one up that went poorly and you like say, okay, I'm done in that location?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I'd say my worst deal was actually not so much the house. It was the way that I did the deal. Mm. So it was my second house. I'd say that I was, no, no, it was my third that I was buying. And I decided to buy it with a friend and I had bought another place with a friend and it went really well, but this particular friend was very kind of like sneaky. So at, At the beginning, he was like, oh, you know, I have $10,000 I can put in and then we'll split things. And I was going to bring the rest of the money. And so then I was just like, okay, cool. So at closing, we'll have 10,000. And so closing comes around and he doesn't have any money. Something happened, a car accident, whatever. He had all these excuses. And so down the line, every time I was hoping to get paid out for it, he didn't have the money. And so after about a year and helping him sell his apartment, he still didn't want to give me any money. And I actually had to get a lawyer and get him off Uh the house and this whole thing. So it was pretty traumatizing. And, you know, the only thing I can say is that, you know, it's like a marriage when you get into a house with somebody and having like really solid contracts helps, but If you have to get lawyers, it's really ugly, so yeah. Although I I own two homes with two other friends and they're great, so it sometimes, you know, it's just a fluke, but that would probably be the worst. Um, but the house performs well. <laughs> so yeah. worked doubt, you know?
0: Yeah, but, I know that's that's a really interesting point you bring up that sometimes it's not the deal, but it's the partners or the people involved. Or, you know, with house flipping, I'm dealing with other realtors and sometimes I'll have other realtors besides myself sell them. And a lot of the time I feel like I'm doing their jobs or I'm coaching them. And you can have the same thing with partners where you're hoping that your partner, if you're active like you and me, that they're just going to be silent and happy, contribute the money, receive the money, and we're done. But some of them want to be very hands-on and controlling or questioning every step of the way or trying to do something themselves. And yeah, it can be messy. But for that reason, you should definitely... When you know, when you can, and you'd probably advise us to have as many conversations as you can in advance, as well as maybe put things in writing. Um, a few episodes ago, I had Don Costa on, and he, for his giveaway on our show, he gave us his JV agreement, and I've seen those types of things like before, and they're usually a page. His was four pages long. I'm like, wow, this is a man that's either had a lot of problems with partners or just, you know, didn't want to have problems. So, yeah. I guess advice would be try to put as much in writing and in your yeah. case when your friend said he had the money you I'm sure you believed him but did you ever see a bank statement or investment statement to know that he had the money
1: No I just knew that I got him into Airbnb and he owned a condo so I knew that he had cash flow from that and I figured he had the money I just trusted him you know and then when he actually sold his condo he made like a hundred thousand and it was, you know, with my help, I think it was probably like 125. So he had the money, but he just didn't want to give it up. You know, he had this like sense of entitlement (laughs) that he was just going to be a part of it and the house was going to pay for itself. Um, Doesn't work that way. So Ah, yeah, (laughs) it was ugly. I've been meaning to write a big blog post about it, but (laughs) I just need to like get over the trauma of
0: it. It was not, yeah. A pleasant that's experience. hard, but yeah. Hey, you know, we're entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs get paid to solve problems. We solve problems totally. for a profit. So, I mean, very rarely is there the smooth, easy, perfect deal that there's never a challenge. You know, that's what we make the money for is for dealing with the challenges. Yeah. So, um, for somebody new, that's like considering venturing into doing Airbnb, um, what are the things they should look at, look for, and what advice do you have for them?
1: Well, I mean, if you're just wanting to try it out, it's always good to just use what you have, you know, so I don't think that you necessarily need to go out and buy a property if you don't have one, you know, we all live somewhere. So What about just renting out a basement or a spare room or something that even your own room when you go away for the weekend and getting a taste for what it's like, seeing if you even like it. Because the difference with Airbnb from traditional real estate is that it's really more like hospitality. And so you have to have this kind of different service-minded Thing, rather than thinking about, oh, cool, I'm just going to get checks in the mail and I don't have to do anything about it. Um, it's a little different than that. It's not as turnkey, but the money can be twice as much or more than market rate. So it gives you uh, a lot of flexibility. I know a lot of people that live off of just one apartment and they travel wow. the world and everything. And so, you know, um, you don't need to own you know, 14 doors to support yourself. So, th- there are pluses and minuses to it, but um, I
0: think anyone could get started like tomorrow. You just create an ad and go. So, that's so cool. cool. Yeah, our our modern world of the internet. That's so cool. I never would have thought of that. Um even 20 yeah. years ago, which you were probably a baby then. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I could have foreseen that that could happen. So yeah. can you share with us, um, I mean, you shared one challenge. What are some of the other challenges that you have faced, either with guests or with um, code enforcement or anything like that?
1: Um, one challenge is reviews. Um, mm-hmm. I think when you're a long-term uh, renter, or landlord, you don't really have this kind of feedback loop where people are telling you how they feel about your property and the way you've decorated it and how you take care of it. And so getting a lot of feedback, yeah, it makes you better, but it also can be like kind of hard. Just some people are really critical or mean And so I've gotten a lot of great reviews over the years and it's nice to just sit there and read them when you're feeling blue. But those, those few that make you really sad, that is challenging. So I try to take it with a grain of salt, but um, it's definitely a little rough. Um some other challenges is that the game of Airbnb is changing a lot. There is a lot of regulation going in. And so um Marcus change. Boulder used to just be a free for all and it was fantastic. Um and then they put in some regulations and now you can only really have one place. You have to be the one that you own and live in. So you know, there's a little flexibility with that, but it's not huge. So that's kind of why I've gotten into managing properties for other people. Um, St. Louis doesn't currently have that. So I have four properties there and I'm fine with that. But um, you always kind of have to wonder about regulations and how they can change. So definitely that's part of um, the challenge of this market and how it's changing. But I think part of being an entrepreneur is being flexible.
0: Yeah, you've got to be flexible or your business can die if you're not being willing to be flexible and adaptable because things change. Yeah. For sure. So have you ever had any, um, challenging guests?
1: Um, not hugely. I mean, people always want to hear about like the horror story, you know? Um, but it's been about six years and I've had some small little things. Like I had somebody break a sink once, but he paid for it. Um, I had a dog chew up a carpet, but they paid for it. So, you know, it's not really a big deal. Most of the time people mean really well. They leave a security deposit, you're covered. So I haven't had any like huge losses or anything like that. So that is another benefit of using Airbnb is I get paid up front. So I don't have to chase people for money. And then I don't have to evict anybody. You know, those are hugely expensive things that come up from being, um, you know, just a regular landlord. So
0: I, I have definitely like preferences to using Airbnb. Now, do you screen your people in advance? Because I remember I've used it probably five different times. And when I was booking a trip um, over to Hawaii a year ago, I remember they would ask me the question, what is the purpose of your trip? I'm like, well, why does anyone go to Hawaii? Like, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Then I put in there, oh, we're picking my daughter up from college and wanting to see the sights. And then I realized that some people are going to have, like, bachelor parties or other such things. And so yeah. do you ask that question on your application of what the purpose of their trip is?
1: I don't. No. Um, one of the, like, there are little things that you can put down as – like requests that you want. So I want the person to be verified that they, you know, verify themselves as who they are by either they do address or Facebook or Google account or the driver's license. So I want to know that they they are who they say they are. I also want to have at least one positive review. Um, They can still make a request if they don't have these things, but we kind of Ask for at least the verification, and then yeah, we might ask them more questions, but they can book automatically if they have those two. so yeah, I mean it's not it's not super strict, and I haven't really had too many troubles, but Airbnb is really <laughs> thorough. Um, I've heard of people getting kicked off for a number of reasons, so um, they're definitely checking in on their users.
0: So what are reasons that guests could be kicked off? Do you mean guests kicked off or hosts kicked off? And
1: hosts. If you have like a felony in your past, sometimes they're doing, (laughs) and you know, that happens. You know, people have felonies for different reasons. I had a friend who had kind of a very minor one, but then it turned out to seem like a big deal, you know, because all it says is felony. But Mm -hmm. um, I think he had like a joint or something and get caught with it. And then like- wrong state that's a felony so wow it's kind of yeah you never really know like that doesn't necessarily make you a danger as a host right but it's just on your record so I didn't even know they were doing background checks on us so that's good to keep in mind but I definitely think that if you get negative reviews or if you stole something or you know they can definitely blacklist you as a guest
0: as well yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i try to always like leave good reviews. Even when I was in New York and one a few weeks ago, my daughter and I got like eaten alive by mosquitoes in October, end of October. We thought it was too cold, but I didn't have the heart to leave a negative review because I know the host was like trying so hard and they were sorry and they gave us bug spray and stuff. But I yeah. always like think of the business owners or the host perspective, because I'm one too, like, well, not an Airbnb, but you know, yeah, it's nice just to be like kind to people. Well,
1: and there's so many things outside of your control, you know, like noise, mosquitoes, weather. It's like people will leave bad reviews and then you're like, I can't control if there's sun or not, you know, like how is that on my review? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Come on, push the sun button. Come on, (laughs) Zianna. Yeah. Sure. Well, but I mean, there's things you can do to help with that. And then it shows your thoughtfulness like earplugs yeah. and, um, cause they had earplugs at this Airbnb place I went to and as well as, you know, they brought up mosquito spray to us even at 1030 at night when they figured out what was going on. And I thought that was like super nice and thoughtful.
1: Yeah. So
0: yeah. You know, when you know, they're trying, like I didn't have the heart to say anything bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what are like some of the the careful things or the pitfalls that people should avoid? Obviously, I think reviews are huge. Like you live and die by reviews, right?
1: Yeah, so you definitely want to leave reviews. That's helpful because if you leave a review, then someone's more likely to review you back. So that is a good thing to do. Um, pitfalls. I think a lot of times people don't think about photos as much as they should. And I mean, that's the same. If you're a real estate agent, you know, you want to make sure that you're really selling and presenting, you know, putting the best foot forward. And so I definitely think that makes or breaks it. So it's worth it for the upfront investment of having a professional photographer. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, I think if you have the the ability to do some funky decor i think people like that you know colorful and artsy and different stuff i I see a lot of places that are pretty empty um but people are going based on photos right so they want to stay somewhere fun and different and interesting so
0: Yeah, I I would agree. Yeah, and going back to my little New York experience, I was just like noticing more and more. I'm like, wow, they put little paper butterflies on the wall. And then the, the theme carried through here, just all these super little details. And I think it's... I had a friend who was doing Airbnb also, and he had himself or like a friend or relative do a test stay in it. Now, if it's your own room you live in, obviously that's different. But when he was sitting yeah. up other ones, he's like, do a test stay. Let me know what I'm missing, what I, you know, what I don't know. So I thought that was kind of a cool That's smart. Idea. Yeah. Yeah, like, okay, go stay in it. And how would you review me? How would you rate me? Because that's better to get it from a friend and your first guess that like, oh, this sucked, never stay here. (laughs) Because in the beginning when you have no reviews, you don't want your first few reviews to be bad from things you didn't think of. Yeah. Like a
1: can opener. I remember that happened to me. It was like a wine bottle opener and a can opener. And I was like, you know, I mean, she didn't give me a bad review, but she was like, Oh, we need these things. So I had to like run out and get them real quick. But, um, yeah, sometimes when you're setting up a place that you don't actually live in, it's hard to think of all the little things. So I have like a really thorough shopping list now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just a lot of
0: details. Well, and like when you say wine opener, I don't drink wine. I would never think of that, but a lot of the world drinks wine and they need that wine opener. So yeah, really good point. Um, So tell me like, what are some of the things that people like about your units that you would recommend that they do too, besides having a can opener and a wine opener? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Wow, that's interesting. I don't know. What do I I do differently? Um, One of the things I like to leave is a bottle of wine, but Uh I don't advertise it. Um, It's not usually in our photos or anything, but I think it's a really nice surprise. And I also find that, this is going to sound a little weird, but if you leave a good impression, you can kind of get away with other things. So if they find something later that they're a little less happy about the fact that they got surprised with this first like oh they left a bottle of wine that's so sweet they kind of like they're okay with the rest you know what i mean even if people don't drink wine i feel like it still has an effect oh Um, yeah yeah and there's there's a great little place here in boulder that's like a small specialty wine shop and they do Wines of the month, and so you can get a case and have a good deal. So it's really not a huge expense. I know they're tried and like really good wines. So that ends up being a really good thing for us, I've found. So, if you know, again, you're thinking hospitality. Like if you don't live in the place, you can't necessarily leave food because food it rots. You can't leave fresh flowers because they rot. So it's like, okay, what can I do that's not gonna, what not perishable? And, you know, if you have red wine, it can just be left out. So I think that works out for us pretty well.
0: That yeah. is really clever. I love that. And, and I keep going back to, you know, my recent stay in New York. I loved that they had little packets of instant oatmeal and little mm-hmm. cereal bars and I think that's all Smart. they had. Cereal bars and instant oatmeal. They probably had coffee stuff too. But that was so awesome that we could grab that in the morning and run out the door and we didn't have to go, you know, stand in line at Starbucks or whatever. And come on, a little envelope of instant oatmeal and the cereal bars which they were both Walmart brand. Nothing. I mean, it was you know it was <laughs> yeah. dirt cheap. Like, it probably well, cost them yeah. ten or twenty cents. But to me, it was like so awesome to have that as a convenience that they're giving you know breakfast. That was fine for me. I was happy to have oatmeal and cereal bar. So, yeah, Super I think smart. you have a great point about surprises. One of my friends, um, I was with her at a real estate conference. And she was like texting back and forth, like, oh, my Airbnb guest just arrived and they're trying to do the, I don't know what it was called, like a treasure hunt or something. And she's like, okay. She left them movie tickets, but it's like a little um, treasure hunt that they have to go find them in... The house and it was in Lake Arrowhead, and it was so cute. She's like, "Okay, Holly, what can I, what clue can I give her? It's in a clock, but she's not getting my clue." And I'm like, "Okay, tell her to look for something that has <laughs> hands and a face but no body or something like that." And then they found Whoa. it, but like they were so excited to go have the little surprise movie tickets hidden behind the clock on the wall. Like, wow, I think some that's, people are really clever. I know, It's like, so cute. creative. But like, yeah. are you going to stand out as an Airbnb host when you do that? I think so because. Uh, uh, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. And if you're <laughs> that's creative, that's pretty fun. You can be very creative in this business, right? Between your For decor sure. and treasure hunts and surprise gifts and all yeah. that stuff. So, all that will go a long way. To getting you good reviews and making you more money, huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Um, one more question for you about pricing: How do you determine pricing? Do you just look on Airbnb itself, or do you have any other sites that you refer to 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 figure out how to price what time of year and all of that?
1: Yeah. So now I have my own pricing software that I use. So I use um, a company called Wheelhouse, and hmm. they're really great. Um, there are a bunch. There's like Everbooked and Beyond Pricing, but Wheelhouse house I found to be the most accurate. Airbnb also has their own setting for smart pricing, but I find that it's too low and it doesn't really work. Mm. So that's made it easier. But if you're not going to pay for a service, you can kind of just figure it out on your own. You know, you can look at Airbnb and then kind of note what events are going on in town. There are still ones that I changed the pricing for. So like graduation is a huge one for us because we have a bunch of schools around here. Um, And we have an Ironman event and, you know, different races that a lot of people come for. So if you know what's going on in town, you can definitely make a lot more money in
0: those seasons. So yeah. Cool, very cool. (laughs) Well, you've just been like a wealth of information today. So is there anything that I haven't asked you about that I should have asked you as we're just starting to come to the end of our show? Other good advice that you have?
1: Um, I just think people should get out there and try it. You know, I feel like Airbnb gives you a lot of opportunity to create a lot of freedom and flexibility in your life. And I've just heard so many great stories from people. I just really think that even if you have just an inkling to try it, you definitely should. So yeah, I would just kind of get people going on it.
0: Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Now, where do people find out more about you and your blog with some of your stories on it?
1: Yeah. So I have a blog um, at Ziana McIntyre Com. It's just my first and last name. Um, and then there are a ton of other podcasts I've been on. Some are more about all the travel that I've done. Some are more real estate specific. Some are more early retirement specific because I've kind of been all these realms. So um, yeah, check it out.
0: Okay. Be spell your name for everyone. <laughs>
1: Z-E-O-N-A. McIntyre is M-C-I-N-T-Y-R-E.
0: Dot com. Um, cool. Yeah. All right. And listeners, if you want to grab the show notes, because she gave us some great um, references like Wheelhouse, and if you don't remember her website, you can go download those at hardhatholly.com forward slash 87, because we're show number 87. Um, additionally, if you want to grab it through texting, uh, just take your phone right now and you're going to text to the number 38470. That's 38470. You're just going to text hard hat and I will send you links to these notes and our past show notes and downloads too. So text hard hat to 38470. So at that, thank you so much, Ziana, for your time. Thanks for having me. You've just been super helpful and um, hopefully we've inspired some listeners to go give Airbnb a shot. Doesn't even require lots of capital. Use what you have. I love that. Yeah. Thanks for your time and listeners get out there and take some action. Thanks for listening today. Make sure you subscribe, rate and review our show and let us know in your review what you'd like to hear more of for the show notes and free downloads for this episode and all others go to hardhatholly.com.